0: Regular, regular features, regular regular, regular, features regular, regular, regular features, regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features podcast on this spooky night of April or whatever it is. <laughs> <No>, I it's, just... <laughs> no, it's not a spooky night and it's also not April. <laughs> well, I don't know what you want from me. I'm John Blythe and I will take you on this perilous adventure through features familiar because this is the podcast that is the same every week. Steve, my friend, in one corner of my life, what is your feature tonight? I am
1: grieving for the man, the legend, the Formula One voice of an
0: angel, Murray Walker, RIP. Joe Scrabbles, my bosom buddy, my pal... (laughs) Ooh, <laughs> <Scrabble. laughs> What do you have for me tonight? I
2: have a comprehensive description of what it means to be a
0: non-fungible token and the risks for those that keep them. And I have a feature about my dick and what got stole by a witch. Can you get my dick and back before I just fucking slump to the floor? <laughs> Find out later on this episode of Regular Features. Just one more feature. Give it to me. Delicious ice cream. God, I'm sorry, you're recording. From Italy. Regular Features.
2: I did have a moment today where I was listening to a podcast in which George Clooney described um, uh, his motorcycle crash. Did you hear about that in 2018?
0: The Clooney cycle crash of
2: 2018. He clooned right into the back of a van and flew off. (laughs) Everything he
0: does is clooning. You'll have to be more specific. (laughs) He clooned heavily into the back
1: of a van.
2: (laughs) It was (laughs) cloonish behaviour.
0: Well, the clunish
2: behaviour came shortly afterwards when he was deeply injured and screaming on the ground and apparently like 50 people came up and just took pictures of him. (gasps) Uh, Like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, so Clooney was explaining how um, he was Clooney on the ground and then all these people came up, took pictures of him him. and he thought he was going to die and the last thing that his life would be would be more entertainment for people. And I was moved by this and thought, wow, what a horrible thing to experience. Uh, And in doing so, I stepped out into the road and nearly got hit by a bike.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And who was driving that bike? But George Clooney. Brad Pitt, his (laughs) mortal enemy. (laughs) Martin Clunes. (laughs) Uh, That's the best one of those.
2: Uh, But yeah. Uh, And then me and the man apologised to each other for ages. And I wanted to say, you won't believe what Clooney was just saying to me in my ears, but I thought, you know what, better leave it. Because... Is what really was my fault, so I left. Mm. That was how I nearly died today. Do, what did you think? What do? You, how do you think you would?
1: You would perish. What would you be seeing? Would it be people taking pictures of you? I would hope so. <laughs>
2: I mean, <laughs> like if he had fifty, I'd want one. I reckon I'm a fiftieth as famous as George Clooney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely take a picture of you, not your corpse. That would be grim. But your yeah. dying. You're dying
2: body, gasp, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Posterity, because it would be good album art for for one regular features episode. (laughs) Not even like a bit. You don't wouldn't have to put maybe four fifty. Not a full hundred, but maybe four fifty. You could a prime number. We'll give you a prime number. Oh yeah, that would actually genuinely that would mean more to me if you put me as a prime number because I know how what high esteem you two hold prime numbers in. They're nature's round numbers, Joe.
0: Uh, Well, don't rate yourself. You'd get quite a small one, like seven or thirteen.
2: We've already done so what, you're gonna replace an old bit of album art with me so that no one comes across it organically.
0: Yeah, so you just really put you through history mm. like a stripe in a candy bar. <laughs> a stripe in a candy bar? I meant to stick a rock but candy bar sounds it's more accessible to our American readers. It is you're right. <laughs> just- I'm
3: up get features.
2: I'm up get features. Uh, Steve, you recently gave me a very good explanation of what a, a non-fungible token was. Did I? Yeah. You explained it to me by saying that fungible mm-hmm. is in fact a real word and means something, which I think was the first hurdle to my understanding of fungible tokens. So, for instance, cash or a stamp. Right? They're fungible tokens. Yeah. Yeah, you can... If you have
1: £100 and you spend £100 and you earn another £100, you have the same thing as before, even if the cash is not physically the
2: same thing. Because fungible, non-fungible tokens, which are the ones that you can't get new, like, for instance, if you're Steve and you spend all your money on basketball gifts... Collectible basketball gifts, thank you. (laughs) Either or. I mean, it's all the same thing, really. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's those. And uh, what else is NFTs now? Kings of Leon. You can get them as one. Mm-hmm. And tweets, you can buy people's
0: tweets. You can buy tweets. Jack funged his first ever tweet. No, he unfunged his first ever tweet, didn't he? He defunged it, yeah. How do you defunge a tweet? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Let's defunge the police. Uh
2: yeah. So NFTs, they're big business, and obviously we reached the high point of non-funging this week with beeple. Did you you two presumably saw Beeple? No, no what is Beeple? No, I, I did not. And see And I Beeple. didn't choose this just because of B in the name, but <laughs> it does have it in there. So just bank that as funny. Um, <laughs> Beeple is the art, the digital artist who's made five thousand digital bits of art uh, and then put all five thousand into one big picture and then sold it as a non fungible token in the form of a JPEG for $69 million. That happened this week. Did you not see Beeple? No. no. Beeple s- passed me by. He's kind of disgusting. He's now the third most valuable living artist because he sold a JPEG of lots of his art. Uh, and so, with that in mind, I present to you a Choose Your Own Adventure
0: what, can I just ask what 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 setting was it set to? Was it quality eight on if you export from Photoshop, or was it the full ten?
2: Well, so I've <laughs> d- personally downloaded several JPEGs of it, and it seems low. So I don't know. Maybe it's a
0: six. It could be a six Photoshop setting, which is that's half medium. Fucking hell, fair play. Well, fair play to him. That's, yeah, that's, there must be some artifacting on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, because if he goes full twelve, then he's
0: going to charge you whatever 69 times 2 million is. Oh, my uh, God. Everyone knows I think 10 is as high JPEGs go now. Shit. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: Jesus 10's God. the default, but you can go up to 12, you little mm. dog. Uh,
0: <laughs> Jesus, I never thought to go higher. <laughs>
2: anyway, and present to you a choose-your-own-adventure set in the topical world of NFTs. You are Beeples, the artist who'd <laughs> sold a JPEG for $69 million. Can you stop your token from being funged? <gasps> <laughs> you are Beeples, the digital artist who draws things like Kim Jong-un with tits or... R. Kelly with tits, or Hillary Clinton with even more tits. (laughs) You're feeling pretty high and mighty right now after someone just agreed to buy your picture made up of all your other pictures of famous people with tits for a cool 69 gigas (laughs) macaroos. wowee you think? Me, peoples can now buy a super yacht with all my tit money. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm gonna look on the internet, see what kind of a super yacht to buy. Granted, you're getting a tiny bit ahead of yourself. Per the auction house's rules, you need to wait a full 48 hours for the auction to end, wait right after the auction ends, for the sale to become final, and there are still 20 minutes to go. But as long as nothing goes awry with your non fungible token, like, for instance, if someone was to, God forbid, funge it in the next 20 minutes, you get all that super yacht cash. So, this is your treat. It's super yacht browsing time. You log on to Google and type in second hand super yachts, because ultimately you're just a normal guy with a house and a job and a computer full of titty templates to attach the ne- next big start across your path. You press I'm feeling lucky, because you are, and a website pops up. Just as you click it, you think you see a flash of someone by the window, but when you look up, it's gone. You look back at your computer, the the website says, one-of-a-kind super yachts. You're elated. A whole parade of images of super yachts swims past your vision. Super yachts with a chef, super yachts with a helicopter, super yachts with a grand piano on the front for playing while you run over migrant boats. These yachts are one-of-a-kind, you shout. And those last few words echo in your head like this, one-of-a-kind, one-of-a-kind, one-of-a-kind. What a coincidence, you think, that you're so excited by one-of-a-kind things when the very kind of thing that made your fortune is one-of-a. Non-fungible tokens, the very definition of -of one-of-a-kind, that is what made you the Beeples you are today. Well, the Beeples you will be in, you check your big watch, 19 minutes as long as no one funges your picture somehow. The thought chills you to your very beeple's neeple's You really hope no one funges your picture. Do you, A, look around to see if anyone's about who could funge the pic, or B, shake off the feeling that someone could funge your picture badly really soon? Mm, I think we've got to be on on high alert for anyone with the ability to
0: funge. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, our life is about to change as long as no one funges it. I want to check around for fungibles. Okay. You shoot your head up above the computer's
2: top. You see your Beeples branded house full of all the things your publicists say you're going to sell to people now that you're famous for colourful Instagram pictures of tits. The Beeples sofa, the Beeples lamp, the Beeples man. The Beeple's stare. Wait a second. Beeple's man? You swivel your head back round. You don't remember having a whole man in your house that isn't you. There's nothing there. Just the Beeple's armoire you love with its big, nice tits. (laughs) (laughs) Beeple's, you say. You're getting pretty paranoid. (laughs) You try to shake off the feeling that someone's fingers could get fungy in your Peripheries. And look at super yachts again. These yachts are so cool, you think, while looking at one with a huge sign on the side that says, Colonel Gaddafi's yacht, no girls allowed, or people from Lockerbie. Fifteen minutes remain. Suddenly, you hear the noise of a glass breaking. Whoa, you say. Who could that be in my Beeple's house? You get up and walk past the huge number of servers you recently had installed to make sure you can keep all your non-fungible tokens from accidentally funging. God, they're warm, those servers. Warm and loud. You shield your eyes from all the warmth and the noise of the warm, loud servers and squint past the heat haze. You're sure just for a second that you can see a shape moving back there. But before you can focus on it, it's gone. Twelve minutes remain. Do you, A, shout... Who's there? You better not be here to funge anything. I've got a knife!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is like 24.
2: The, the... <laughs> or, or B, do you run back to your computer just to take a quick check that nothing got funged while you were up? Oh. I think we should run back to the computer.
1: I think yeah. we're, we're jumping at shadows out here, and uh, we've got to keep our
0: eyes on the prize. Okay. Log, you in that? Yeah, I'm absolutely with that. I was trying to think back to what the other option was. But it was it wasn't- to
2: shout, "I've got a knife."
0: <laughs> I don't want to create an, irrecon- an irreconcilable deadmate, or stalemate, or deadlock. Okay, uh, by saying the other option, I'm going to go with Steve. <laughs> no deadmates. Okay. <laughs>
2: You need to check. You run back to your computer and shakily click the File Explorer button on your taskbar, and then go to My Pictures in the Quick Access section. Then you navigate in there to Art I've Done, which in turn contains finished art, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, which itself contains tidpicks lol. And then finally, your newest folder titled, all in caps, DO NOT FUNGE THIS. Eight minutes are remaining. Your lawyer told you that in order for something not to be funged, it must be unique. And the only way you'll get your 69 mil is if the picture was in no way funged. Don't funge this, peoples, your lawyer had said, pointing at your computer. And by association, it's hard drive. And by association, the loose lines of highly power finished inefficient code that would one day contribute to all the melanomas and drowning that your children's children would get. Don't get that funged, or you and me, we got nothing, you hear? Now go make me a cool 69 million pots. I'm gonna drink this beer and play pool. I'm gonna funge this <laughs> beer into piss. <laughs> just a quick check. That's all. You just need to check that there's no way anyone's funged the pick. You know the rules. To be non-funged, there can only be one thing in this folder. Your cool painting of things. Like spacemen putting flags into a planet that's just tits. If anything else is in here, it could put your super yacht fund in JEPs. Hollywood speak for Jeopardy. <laughs> Six minutes remain. You right click the folder and click Properties. It says two files inside, not one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Do you, A? Not click on the folder. It's probably one of those files that says thumbs.db that's on a brand new memory stick. (laughs) You know, those files. The one you delete immediately and then months later when the memory stick stops working, you absolutely bet it was because you needed (laughs) thumbs.db. Or B, do you open the folder to see if anything got funged? I didn't fart. That was my chair. (laughs) I'm
0: not that nervous. (laughs) Can you tell your your chair to stop farting, please? (laughs) I don't know. I want to research self-funging files. (laughs) Uh, What? You think the the funging
2: may be inside the Uh, house? Inside the file. (laughs) Yes. Um, I mean, okay. No, no. no, What what were the options again? Not click on the folder or... Open the folder.
0: <laughs> Can I? Is you've right clicked on it, so I need to. We are on double clicking. You're double left is. clicking on the folder, okay. having closed properties, of course. Steve, are you okay to open the folder? <laughs> yes. That? Yeah. That's. I
1: think I, to not look in the folder would be to try to hide from what
0: could potentially be. A funged file. Can
2: and a tree be funged in the forest if you're not
0: looking <laughs> at it? If I was on a Mac in like ten years ago, the last time I had a Mac, I'd press space with it selected to have a preview inside it. Well we've very much, That's not an option.
2: No, we've very much established that this is a Windows ten <clears throat> PC by saying there is a file explorer part on the taskbar. Yeah, graph. absolutely.
1: Yeah. And absolutely. a quick access pane on the yeah. file explorer window. Yeah. Which you just don't get on any version of Mac OS.
2: Uh-uh. <laughs> not Oh, <laughs> Windows Ten people's house, baby. <laughs> no sorry. Are we opening this folder? Yeah, yeah it's right here. <laughs> really, I feel like we're stalling. Double left click. You open the file and are soon confronted with your very worst nightmare. In the folder, you see a JPEG called everyday's the First Five Thousand Days .jpg." The name of the file. Phew, you think. I'm glad my file is there because it means that I get 69 installments of $1 million, which I can spend directly on yachts. But then your eyes pivot right and see the worst thing they could a file called every day's the first 5,000 days, open brackets, one, close brackets, JPG. (laughs) Oh, no. You've been funged at the very last minute. (laughs) Two identical pictures, the non-fungible token, will not know which one to pick and run around in circles and fly to the dark web to become an onion browser. (laughs) (laughs) You've missed your chance. It's over. No 69 mil of dollars for you. At that very moment of realisation, all the alarms in your house go off at once and your entire family runs into the room firing party poppers. Twenty minutes have passed and it was to be celebration time. It should have been. You look up with tears in your eyes and see at the back of the crowd of ignorant family members an unfamiliar man in a dark suit. He gives a small salute and walks out of the house nonchalantly. In the news... They would call him an eco-terrorist, the man who stopped non-fungible tokens one by one to destroy their worth and stymie the dangerous carbon footprint they create. Some would call him a hero, others a tragedy, but no one could deny that he was effective. And who was that man? We don't know, because we all
0: still drowned anyway. (laughs) The end. Thank you for not making his name harold funge
2: (laughs) (laughs) i won't lie i got pretty close (laughs) then i thought i would pretend to be a kind of virtuous person by saying that i believed in climate change so that's it a cautionary tale for Beeples and anyone else who wants to sell 69 million dollar pictures of To be fair, I think I've seen two pictures and they both happen to have tits in them. There might be non-tit-based pictures in there, but I'm not fucking looking because his art looks shite. Hi, I'm the
1: monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I've got a bone to pick with you. Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features podcast? Guys, 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 guys. Have you heard... The actual sad news that Murray Walker has died. The voice of Formula One, racing cars, and speed. Murray Walker is no more. And what I like to do when a beloved sportscaster... Did someone stop playing sad
2: music? It sounded like Log just played a guitar note. <laughs> in single, <memory> of-
0: <laughs> a single mournful spring. I, I, I didn't realize the spring in my boom arm was such a Murray Walker fan. <laughs> it's just, it just, my, my microphone just dropped six inches. <laughs>
2: That started. Uh, I, I was gonna say, "Are you playing the Formula One theme on your boomer?" <laughs> but then all I could think of was the snooker theme. So it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and that He hated snooker as far as I remember, so... Oh, yeah.
0: It's the opposite of Formula One.
2: It's yeah. far too slow. Except when the red ones go fast. He loves that. Snooker
0: is all collisions, and that's the last thing you want in Formula One. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: He's screaming from the bays. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
1: I enjoy reading memorable quotes from sportscasters after they go, because they've, mm. over the course of their career, they usually build up a big list of gaffs and funny non sequiturs and it's it's quite i think it's a fond way of looking back at someone's career in, in a light-hearted it's way
0: beautiful. yes like the classics like the batsman's holding the boulders willy that kind of thing exactly beautiful stuff and i've never done a murray walker impression
1: but <laughs> i think i can do one Okay, so whatever comes out of my mouth is literally the first time I've
0: tried to do a Murray Walker <laughs> impression. God, I coming. hope you just throw your head back and scream. <laughs> I was going to say,
2: I, I can't tell. I, hmm, I'm trying to base it on previous Steve form whether he'll be purp. This is for log whether he'll be purposely bad at it. Whether he'll really try and be upset if we don't think it's great. <laughs> I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. Oh, okay. This is, and you I'm haven't not- queued up like an opportunity for us to remember what Murray Walker sounds like in the first place. You should. Yeah, have we do. He's got one of the most recognizable voices in sports. Yeah, but I haven't listened to him since Ooh. he retired in 2001, as his obituary told me today. So. <laughs> okay. Well. This is exactly what he sounded like. I'm genuinely excited about this. (laughs) Me too.
3: And it's go, go, go for the Monaco Grand Prix. I ate my twin in the womb.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was from the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, (laughs) This one.
3: What an incredible manoeuvre by Senna there. and What an outstanding finale to a day of Formula One racing. My earliest memory is of eating my unborn brother in the dull red darkness of a mother's uterus. <laughs> You've nailed the way he'd stop
2: uh, stop a sentence like he hadn't finished the sentence. That's very blurry.
3: <laughs> the rain is coming down in sheets now, making very difficult conditions for the Ferrari drivers when they need it least of all. When I ate my sibling in the womb, I grew to twice my normal size and began to flash every colour of the rainbow. <laughs> David Hill there, clearly upset at his teammates and making his feelings very well known. Some choice words will be said later in the paddock, I am sure. I am so sure because I know everything. I gained all the knowledge in the universe when I consumed human flesh and started to shimmer like a cuttlefish deep inside the bowels of a panicking <laughs> woman.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: shimmer like a cuttlefish. And what a victory that is for the young driver today. He'll be over the moon with that performance. On quiet nights when I am near the ocean, I can hear my twin calling to me from beneath the waves. Soon I will find his voice too painful to bear, and then I will walk into the sea to be reunited with him once again in a watery embrace. Okay, that's all from Channel 4's coverage of the Turkish Qualifier. I'll be back later at on and I ate my twin in the womb. <laughs> Bye.
1: A great man remembered for two things. One, eating his twin in the womb. Mary mm-hmm. Walker. <laughs> Mary Walker. <laughs> and two, the Formula One stuff. <laughs> Murray Walker drowned today at 97. <laughs> he walked into the ocean. They don't mention that in the
0: obituary because... He was shimmering a lot that night. Yeah, was, one of his one hands started acting independently and tried to throw him over the side of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Some say that that hand had ladies' fingernails that night. <laughs> Some
2: called him Revolver Ocelot. <laughs>
0: A regular beach. Uh, you like a regular beat chantu. Regula penilla beat gantu. Malfunction. Malfunction. This is amazing!
2: To fans around the world, Murray Walker.
1: <laughs> That's th- the, from the official Formula One YouTube channel, so yeah. someone took Murray Walker's voice and added an an, an echo extremely effect, extremely
2: heavy reverb,
1: like holy reverb. They added to give the impression that he's in heaven
2: above. <laughs> <laughs> I think they must have.
1: And uh, what took the window out of my sails was when I actually did research some Murray Walker quotes, and he's got some very funny ones.
2: Ah. Oh. Um, I thought you were going to say they were all about you. <laughs> yeah.
0: The most respectful
1: you are. About how much he loves sandwiches. But he says things like, the lead car is unique except for the one behind it, which is identical.
0: <laughs> that is a classic. That is one of the Coleman balls from like the private eye that is, if they made it all sound like it was being an idiot, but he was probably doing it as a joke when he was <laughs>
2: Yeah, like this. This is genuinely funny. He said, "There's nothing wrong with the car, except that it's on fire."
1: <laughs> Imagine if you have to commentate constantly for hours on end. Inevitably, a lot of stuff that rolls out of your mouth is absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking garbage. If is a very long word in Formula One. In fact, if is F1 spelled backwards.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the longest. <laughs> that sounds like something he had thought of in advance, but like, yeah. built, like built up in his head, like yeah. this is going to be the big one.
1: <laughs> there are seven winners of the Monaco Grand Prix on the starting line today, and four of them are Michael Schumacher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Two laps to go, then the action will begin. Unless this is the action... Which it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant.
2: That's just fucking brass eye.
1: Schumacher wouldn't have let him pass voluntarily. Of course, he did it voluntarily, but he had to do it.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, that sounds like a, the most complicated law case i've ever had to judge (laughs)
2: that's that's linguistic
0: dynamite
2: (laughs) it is
1: time for the next regular feature
0: now it's time for my regular feature gonna be a witch or am i who knows let's fight through this and see where i end up like everyone else in this podcast i love wandavision and once you'd got through all the boring sitcom stuff and realised that witches are just really cool like robots, just with different coloured beams coming out of their heads, I realised I want to be a big old scarlet witch. So, like anyone else curious about their first steps in witchcraft, I went straight to the Malleus Maleficarum. This book was written by Heinrich Kramer about your witches and... (laughs) it's a bit problematic, yes. I mean, the book does advocate the extermination of all witches, and sure, you could say from a skim of his Wikipedia page that Heinrich Kramer was driven out of Innsbruck after calling a woman a lesbian because she wouldn't go to his sermons. (laughs) (laughs) You could say that. You could... Heinrich would have
2: a thing or two to say about it, but you oh, yeah, couldn't
0: say it. yeah, he'd try to get you murdered. <laughs> he, he would immediately of, kill you. In a court of law, and then somehow fail. I don't know, some, I think that woman that refused to go to his sermons was quite popular in Innsbruck, more so than him. <laughs> <laughs> but who cares about that? The Malleus Maleficarum is the only book that I was sent a page off by the friends of the by a friend of the podcast Victoria, so um, that's the book I'm reading about becoming a witch. And the very first thing I found out from this book, because that's the only page she sent me, was that witches are capable and do steal a lot of dicks. <laughs> it's true. I shall now read from the malifacarum. So watch out if your windows start slamming open and shut. That's because I'm being a big witch right now. <laughs> And this, before you ask, Joe, this is actually, no, word for word, verbatim, a real book. I just Not...
2: trust it now. Like, <laughs> this is a history podcast at this point. Log just reads out funny
0: things that old people said. <laughs> <laughs> this is Heinrich Kramer, and he is he says what he says. <laughs> And what, then, is to be thought of those witches who in this way sometimes collect male organs in great numbers, as many as twenty or thirty members together, and put them in a bird's nest, or shut them up in a box, where they move themselves, like living members, and eat oats and corn, (laughs) as has been seen by many, and is a matter of common report! (laughs) So wait. So all the dismembered dicks eat corn. Yeah. Otherwise, do they eat
2: corn on the cob, like really slowly, just eat one little bit after the other, well, like a slow it, typewriter?
0: If there's twenty or thirty in a nest, I imagine each dick acts like if they were to act like a typewriter, like you suggest, each mm. one would be a different letter of the alphabet.
2: <laughs> they all fly up. <laughs>
0: with 30 you've got limited punctuation as well that's great that's great for sending a telegram
2: (laughs) honestly looking at i think it's one of the best things you can do as a man is look at your flaccid penis sideways and imagine it's a mouth because it's (laughs) so funny like what a weird little guy
0: imagine, imagine it's cyril sneer <laughs> he looks like he's constantly puckering up He's <laughs> like he's just going to sleep and he's ever so peaceful why why am i thinking about my dick and disturbing him by doing that <laughs> <laughs> but i do like that phrase at the end of that one as has been seen by many and is a matter of common report because that is my favorite style of news reporting it's like not not old-fashioned news reporting like it is my sad duty to inform you that a witch is around the corner and she's coming for your cock it's it's not more subtle it's a bit more nuanced like um well we've all heard donald trump saying like a lot of people are saying that witches are keeping 30 living dicks in a box. <laughs> and we've all heard it said. It's a matter of come report. You can't deny it. <laughs> and uh, this is great. The, the only... <laughs> some of those dicks, they're huge.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the only, I don't know way... why he speaks like that. That's yeah, not exactly. what it sounds like at all.
0: Hi, I'm Heinrich Kramer, and some of those dicks are huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only way he, he could have reported it better than that was by saying, Very recently, I walked into a really left-wing coffee shop and everyone went silent. Then I put on a witch's hat and they all got out their boxes of 30 dicks and started cackling. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I shall start reading. I shall resume reading from the Hammer of Witches because that is what Malleus Maleficarum means. Mm. A certain man tells that when he had lost his member, he approached a known witch to ask her to restore it to him she told the afflicted man to climb a certain tree and that he might take which he liked out of a nest in which there were several members. <laughs> How did he know which one is his? That's <laughs> it? It's well, a that pick and is, mix. That's the best thing. The, the very next line is, and when he tried to take a big one, the witch said, you must not take that one, adding, oh, because it belonged to a parish priest. <laughs> no. <laughs> not i've grown really fond of the big one <laughs> leave it leave out. no, that, no one. that belongs to a priest you won't want that one it's too holy for you mate i call him matthew he's lovely <laughs>
2: he <he's, laughs> eats the most corn <laughs> he's fat matt i
1: call
0: him <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> that's
1: frustrating she's told him he could have whichever one he wanted and then when he picked His favourite. No, now I want it.
0: She thought better of it. No, she didn't realise how attached to the cocks she had become. She should keep it in a different nest. (laughs) Put the big ones in a different nest, you dumb fucking idiot. It is like when
2: I played Pogs. I used to, (laughs) you had to give your (laughs) Pogs away when you lost. I'm like, not that Pog, that one's got a skull on it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't take the, don't say the skull Pog. Not that, Matt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well similarly, you shouldn't play with your favourite pogs. Yeah. The witch should keep her favourite dicks in different nests.
0: Hidden nests. Invisible nests, perhaps. Keep keep them on your person. So, yeah, secreted inside your witch's hat. And just keep a palm full of corn that you can just tip into your top pocket where you'll hear your dick <laughs> greedily <laughs> snuffling it up.
2: And the guy's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you sure that's all the dicks out there? I think I I can see it. No, that's not a dick. That's a bird. That's a bird. I swap the, the birds out of the nest in here. Dick's up there in their nest. They
1: both eat corn. and you see the
2: Shawshank Redemption? Very similar. <laughs> Fat Matt comes out as well.
0: <laughs> Fat Matt comes out. <laughs> Fat Matt. <laughs> I love Fat Matt. But, but, but before we get to the hanging any witches, we do need to establish that witches can actually steal dicks. And that is an issue that is addressed in the Malleus Maleficarum or the Hammer of Witches in uh, question nine. It's a long series of questions, yes, but question nine is, can they actually have your dick or is it just, do they just trick you into thinking they've got your dick like your uncle at a Christmas party who says he's got your nose? (laughs) My
1: uncle at the Christmas party says he's got my dick.
0: (laughs) And when I look around,
2: my nose is gone, it's up a tree.
0: (laughs) And I can't smell my dick anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Uncle um, Matt! <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um, So he does explain why this is the case, and to, this is his words. To make plain whether witches can, with the help of devils, really and actually remove your member, that they can actually do so is argued a fortiori. For since devils can do greater things than ripping off a man's member, therefore they can also truly and actually remove men's members. So he argues that witches can steal dicks because devils can basically kill people. So devils must therefore also be able to rip your dick off and therefore witches can too. It's a great fucking line of argument and it just makes me wish I'd pursued a career in law. (laughs) 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 It presupposes that tearing someone's dick
1: off and putting it in a nest is easier to do than killing
0: someone. Well it's it's more than that he argues based based on it is his common knowledge that devils can kill people and he quotes some case law that is obviously bullshit. I think
1: it's a more powerful act to remove a man's dick and put it in a nest on top of a tree.
2: Climbing the tree is a lot of work.
1: Yeah, anyone can kill someone, but to leave them confused and dickless
2: near a tree full
1: of cocks confused that's, and dickless that is a powerful that's, <laughs> that's b- very that's
0: powerful. sign <laughs> off your letters to the times <laughs> <isn't it>? confused <laughs> and dickless fat Matt <laughs> <laughs> so we have established then that witches we, we, can have your dick and um, but why am I telling you this and that's because I want you to tell take me seriously when I tell you that witches have stolen my dick and I need you to role play my dick back onto my body <laughs> I'm sorry for two Choose Your Own Adventures in one episode, but you are Log's penis. (laughs) (laughs) You have been stolen by a witch, and you are in a nest with 19 or 29 other penises. You've got to get back to Log before the witch comes back to the nest and sits on you, or whatever she does. On the other hand, this is closer to an orgy than you've ever got while you were attached to your fridge of a master. Do you Try to climb out of the tree, or do you frolic and cavort with the other members? <laughs> Sorry, is that backwards for you as well, Steve? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it was like the right way forwards for me. That it was fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> to explain to the to the readers. Log
2: is silently telling us how to how to proceed without causing him any extra work, but in doing so has made it so much harder. It's like an extra <laughs> riddle that we have
0: to solve. I spent two minutes reversing all those my my visual cues to make you choose the right and efficient ways through the well, story. Well, I've worked out at
2: this point that it's
0: not Russian, and it says "climb out of the tree." Using your balls like legs, you waddle to the edge of the nest. It's so high. But using your bowls like suction cups, you plop your way inch by inch down the trunk. You're halfway down when you notice a cat watching you. Is that the witch's familiar? Judging by the fact it's using its tail by a helicopter blade and runes are shooting out of its ears, you'd hazard a yes. The cat grabs you gently by the nape of your foreskin and deposits you back in the nest lovingly. So, that's it. Trying to climb out of the tree failed, so... There's only one thing left for it. That's to frolic and cavort with the other members.
1: There are better ways to tell us which choices to pick than
0: putting up cryptic mirror writing on your (laughs) webcam feed. Oh, everyone can read it backwards. Everyone's been on one of those websites where just all the letters are missing and you intuitively know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) You you could just say,
1: pick option A. Like, we do edit this podcast.
0: (laughs) Hey, I I will discard all the other scenes I've made in OBS. No, it's,
1: like <laughs> it's fun. It's fun.
0: Do them. <laughs>
1: we like them now.
0: <laughs> ah, so you decide, you decide to frolic and cavort with the other members in the nest. You flip and sprawling around the nest, your balls using the slight bounce of the twigs to catapult yourself over an inch into the air. You land on another member and use your pubes to steer him around the edge of the nest like a stunt motorbike. This is the most fun you've ever had, but it's hungry work. Do you try and fit a ball in your foreskin or stop to eat a bit of corn?
2: Try, uh, okay. <laughs> I think I think it said try and fit a ball in the foreskin.
0: <laughs> yes, that yeah. was the size of the words. You could have deduced it from the long, long words rather than <laughs> eat a bit of corn. After a full minute, you succeed. You suc succeed <laughs> mm. in squeezing a ball inside your own foreskin. And it's so dark and cozy you nod off for a moment. Well, you think it's a moment. When you pop your ball back out of your turtleneck, it's midnight and all the other dicks are staring at you. They must think you're crazy. But no. One by one, they all stop cl- they all start clapping their balls at your amazing feet. <laughs>
2: I love the sheer, the beautiful, fancy world of how many uses dicks have for their balls. (laughs) You've had them as legs, suction cups, clapping
0: things, sleep devices. It's
2: great. I
0: wish I was a dick. After everyone stopped clapping their ball, a friendly, a friendly member that bends off to the left blows a tiny trumpet, which means it's dinner time. You're famished. (laughs) So, you tuck your bellend under your ball bag and roll laughing over to the small pile of corn and oats that the witch has left in the nest for you. Oh, it smells delicious, and you're so damp and happy from your full day of frolics and fun that the first little nugget of corn slides easily into your little feeding hole. But before the nourishing corn hits your balls, it lodges firmly in your shaft. Oh no, do you try to deal with it yourself, because you're a real penis who don't need no help, or do you ask for the help of the nest? I like that the balls
2: are... Also a stomach of sorts for the penis. <laughs> exactly this <laughs> incredible organs. Like, I don't Isn't think it... I learned about all of this.
0: They're amazing. There's an entire body down there. Just it's a meta body that's within us all. And we just <laughs> there's an
2: entire body down there. <laughs> Confused and dickless.
1: <laughs> Put the card back up, Log. I missed it. It said do
2: whatever you like. Oh. So... <laughs> I think we should deal with it.
0: Okay, you've decided that you're a real penis who don't need no help. That's the one. Hmm. All the other dicks have gathered around you. Ugh, this is so embarrassing. The largest of the dicks leans in and presses his bell end affectionately against your shaft. Oh, fuck, he's so patronising. That guy is such a show-off. You flinch from his gentle, yet reassuringly hefty nudge, with such force that you sprawling out of the nest completely, landing balls first in a paddling pool. The last thing you see before getting eaten by a wet dog is 19 or 29 little bellends high in the sky, cooing sadly before going back to bouncing around and tumbling into each other. Mm. They will all live to tell tales of the dick that stuck a ball in its foreskin. But unfortunately, your adventure ends here. Can we try the other one? You want to go back and ask for help now?
2: Yeah, I want to flip back and ask for help, because I feel yeah. like I've learned something about cooperation. I feel like there's loads
1: more of this adventure that we just haven't tapped yet. Mm.
0: Right you are, then. In that case, you ask for help. The other members giggle and chuckle like adorable Furbies as they leap again and again onto your ball bag, trying to synthesise a kind of armless Heimlich manoeuvre. It's not working. But then you see the biggest penis spitting on his balls as though to say, right. I mean business. (laughs) He jumps in the air, spins around at the apex of his leap, and ground pounds right on your nuts. The corn flies out of your bellend, I suppose, and you you gasp and giggle as the largest penis bends down, its urethra smiling broadly. (laughs) All 30 members roll around and chuckle in glee until you all become a large amalgam a good-natured katamari of dicks and balls that fills the entire nest. Oh! It's time for you to do a next thing. Do you use your newfound power of speech to sing a beautiful song, or do you roll at high speeds along a branch and jump through a nearby window? I want to sing a song. (laughs) Let's sing a song. Using your balls as brass drums... Your pubes as bows, and the veins in your shafts as violin strings. You begin to sing a song of adventure. <gasps> From the next tree along, another nestful of dicks joins in. How many dicks are there in nests like you? A lot, it seems, for soon the entire Enchanted Forest is blasting out a million-dick cacophony that is a pure call to adventure. The song you sing is a song of treasure, of legends, of friendships that can withstand any peril. It is a song so compelling that the memberless men of Ambian begin climbing the trees to retrieve their cops. So they might get on a boat or something, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. You're a huge friendly ball of dicks now and you don't want to go back to jizzing and frotting and getting your veins snapped in a zipper. The witches did you a favour. Now you're all in a big dicky ball and you can see a way to escape. You begin to spin using your 60 balls like the quills of Sonic the Hedgehog to build up a kind of Scooby-Doo on-the-spot momentum. Ready? Steady? Go! The lip of the nest catapults you high in the air. You're free! You reach the apex of your arc... High in the sky, next to a pair of swallows in flight One of the swallows looks haughtily to its friend In a way that seems to imply There goes the (laughs) neighbourhood You have 30 seconds to think of a witty comeback Oh no (laughs) You're in the sky I'd rather Hey, hey Oh sorry, go on
2: Carry on, no I'd much
1: rather spit than swallows. I was going to say... As you say, nice. as you don't, spit... Don't, go, don't, go ahead. don't
2: birds like fat
0: balls?
2: Nice. <laughs> Very
1: good. Take your pick, Log. Those are two great answers.
0: Boom. Fantastic. So, yes, you got the one that I said, which was um, for 50 planks. <laughs> I... I spit, you swallow, you gob in their face, gob on their beak and say that, and that's Steve, you got that one. But Joe, you thought of one that I didn't even think of. I thought birds liked fat balls. (laughs) (laughs) So, fair play. Thank you. So, having bested the swallows, you plummet to earth and land safely in a bale of hay. 30 dicks in the moonlight, chuckling and snuffling and happy to be alive. You didn't find your way back to your body, but you'll have fun nibbling at bits of corn and bumping into your new best friends until a kestrel rips you to bits with its beak. Congratulations. You are happy for the first time in your life. Yes. Did it. You did it. You got to be happy. The only way to be happy is to be separated from the awful man-host that (laughs) fucking ruins you. Where does that leave you, Log? Dickless and confused. I, I just... I'd be very happy without having to click onto porn every now and then. Just, I would just love to write some more things <laughs> <laughs> and get and get on with spreadsheets. Oh, fuck. Did you ever buy yourself a name An alien name to please the queen. You can play- Be named, be named,
1: be well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and pledge an amount of your choosing to help us make the podcast that we like to do. And guess what happens to you, for you, with your consent? <laughs> you get granted a B name. Mm. boys i would like you to bestow a
0: b name on the following fresh readers that is how it is you are granted a b name it's like you you get the license to use this b name for the duration of your pledge Mm. it's a non-fungible b name (laughs) (laughs) death plus
1: 60 years that's how long you can have the b name for your grandchildren can refer to you by the b name until 60 years after your death in which case it reverts back to the the Regular features Corporation.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad. Because as you said, death plus 60 years, I thought that was like a funny I, Patreon name and
0: I was absolutely I, I, I shitting that, it. I was, I'm, I'm going to use it as the first B name. And that, is for, <laughs> that is foreshadowing. <laughs> Please give a B name to Darren... Death plus 60 <laughs> years. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: you have to hear their real name first. Mm, okay. Yeah, Darren Wynn.
2: Fat Mac.
0: <laughs> Fat Matt,
2: big balls. <laughs> Fat Matt, big balls.
1: Tiny bees. <laughs> please give a bee name
0: to Jack Turner. Don't trust the bee in apartment 20B. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and finally, one bee name, please, for Ashley Southall. What?
0: <laughs> What One too many bees. Sorry, I could, I could have let that go. The fact that there was a bee in apartment 23 was enough. <laughs> no, 20 bees is much better. Sorry, what was, what was the third guy's name again? Ashley Southall. Don't tap ash on the bee on your balls.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got balls on the brain today.
0: <laughs> oh. Beam me up, Ashley. <laughs> No, I think beam me up is nice. Beam? That's Steve. It's, Steve, it's... did you do a B name? <laughs> a beam name. Yes, I did a B name just now. I,
1: sometimes I sometimes I come out of the B names. Just sit on your fucking throne, usually. <laughs> just
0: watch us sweat.
1: Well, thank you for your contributions to the podcast. Enjoy your B names. Use them. Use them wisely. Use them on
0: your way in and out of the hive, otherwise you will get stang.
1: You'll be identified
2: as an imposter to the hive. Yeah, if you, And you will be stang to death. They'll do that thing where they'll climb on you and get hot and burn you. I love that that's a bee power. A bee power is to vibrate until you turn into a crisp. Yeah, It's cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you should want a bee name from us. <laughs> yeah. yeah if you're on the
1: fence about whether or not you want a bee name, now you know that bees to content- create ovens using their breath.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love the idea that you're in the middle breath. of that, <laughs> they're all just going...
0: <sighs> using their, the power of their gigantic elastic bee lungs to just propel <laughs> hot air onto you.
1: <laughs> if you want your own bee name, go to Patreon. Give us some money. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you. Good night. A good night.
0: <laughs>
2: spooky April edition. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I I let it the spooky thing washed over me so heavily that I didn't even think that it's halfway through March. <laughs>
0: Can the episode be called the spooky April (laughs) edition? Yes. I think it has to be now, yeah.
2: I was going to suggest Confused and Dickless, but (laughs) (laughs) Confused and Dickless in Spooky (laughs) April is quite good.
0: Oh, dear. (laughs) And that's why I rarely introduce an episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Should be way more common if that's the gold we get. I love it.